The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Last night was Super Bowl opening night, and uh, players and coaches from LaShawn Shady McCoy's Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs both took the podiums at the Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix to share their thoughts on Super Bowl 57. For the first time since 2020, uh, the Super Bowl, the media has returned to normalcy with a festive opening night that saw players and coaches from both the Chiefs and the Eagles let loose and enjoy themselves. The previous two seasons saw teams meet with the media via a video conference, obviously due to COVID-19 pandemic. Unsurprisingly, the largest crowds on Monday night were drawn by Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts and his Chiefs counterpart Patrick Mahomes. Y'all, this is going to be a good-ass Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited for Sunday. Um, So the two quarterbacks fielded questions from kid reporters. They pondered their different career paths and later joined the stage together to discuss the significance of being the first two black quarterbacks to face off against one another in a Super Bowl, one of the biggest storylines going into this game. Now, before I go on, I, I really want to say this, and I really want y'all to call in and tell me what you think too, but, you know, they they had a um, a graphic the other day of all the black quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl, the great black quarterbacks that, that have led the way so far leading up to this game. And I don't know about y'all, but, man, how are you going to leave Cam Newton off of that list? How are you not going to have a picture of Cam Newton NFL MVP, uh, 11 and one record that year, going to the Super Bowl, dropped the Super Bowl. But come on now, he had one of the best years of a quarterback, not even a black quarterback, a quarterback, period. He had one of the best years. And actually, he was 15 and one. I'm sorry. I'm getting my Roman numerals wrong, my records wrong. Y'all, I'm not starting off already. So get, let me get back to Jalen. He spoke to Sirius XM Radio. Uh, talking about the importance of playing in this game Sunday, which obviously features two black starting quarterbacks in Black History Month. It's going to be amazing. Um, take a listen to what Hurts had to say. Historic. You know, I think there are, there are, there are a group of kids out there. I mean, this, is, this isn't something that we've seen, I, I saw growing up. Yeah. So thinking about a, a young kid that's a quarterback out there and to see that things are changing and the game is evolving and, you know, opportunities are giving, uh, being given to us to to play this position. You know, it's um, 
it's a slow evolution, but you know, it, it it's it's happening. But real quick again, before I go back to to Mahomes and Hurts, let me go back to Cam again. All right, in that year that he went fifteen and one, he had a passer rating of ninety nine point four. He had thirty eight hundred yards, thirty five touchdowns against only ten interceptions in sixteen games. This was in two thousand fifteen. And he was selected to play in his third Pro Bowl. He won his first Offensive Player of the Year award and his first MVP award. And he isn't on a graphic that shows the black quarterbacks of the past. Come on, y'all. They got to do better than that. Come on, NFL. Y'all got to do better than that. So, but look, let's talk about these, these quarterbacks that are playing on Sunday outside of Mahomes and Hurts making history. They are also both finalists for the uh, Associated Press NFL MVP award after their stellar performances during the 2022 season. Now, hear me, hear me when I say this. I I haven't been in this situation where you know I'm one of the first. Um, except you know I was the one of the first in my family to get my PhD, right? And you know even when it. it the first day that I saw it on paper was I went to a Starbucks and I ordered my hot chocolate like I always do. Extra splash of chocolate, no whipped cream. And when they because they I was actually I wrote my dissertation. I went to that Starbucks every single day while I was writing my dissertation, 160 pages. And so they knew me. And so they knew I got they knew I passed the the uh, I, I defended my dissertation, um, officially became a doctor. And they put doctor on my cup. And so it was that at that moment after it actually happened that it actually sank in like, shit, I'm a doctor. Like I am a doctor. This is, this is all right with me. And so, you know, you, you gotta believe and look, I wasn't 29, 25 years old. Right. Um, you gotta believe that Mahomes and Jalen hurts, uh, are both thinking about this. It, it has to have sunk in already that, that, you know, they're making history. But I think the most important thing is I'm playing in a Super Bowl. Like, I'm playing in a Super Bowl. Y'all, I played in three national championships as a college player at Auburn University. And to be honest, when we go out there and, and the tip went up, it wasn't about, you know, we were back there for the third time. It wasn't that we were number one team in the country or one year number four in the country. It was all about playing. Because once that ball goes up, once the tip is up, it's all about the game. And, you know, once that kickoff happens, it's all about the game. And I think both of these quarterbacks are trying to win the game for their squads. Uh, <clears throat> you know, me, Auntie, I, you know – Look, I, I think that that Philadelphia is tough, right? That running game, and you have a quarterback that can run at RPO is just nasty. Um, and so Jalen Hurts is a threat to run every single time he touches the ball, like every single time he touches the ball, and you have to account for that. And so, you know, they got some pretty good wide receivers too, and he can sling that thing. And so can the Chiefs um, – can they neutralize that running game? And But I don't think they can. But I do think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. 
You know, he's a couple weeks off that ankle injury. I do think he he reaggravated a little bit in the AFC Championship game, but uh, he's gonna Pat is gonna Pat, and he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. Travis Kelsey is gonna have a huge game. Uh, Miko Hardman is out, um, but they have elevated or activated um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, and and I think that you know he's gonna help. But but I I just think that the Chiefs are gonna look. Patrick Mahomes has been there twice, right? He's won in one of the games, lost one, he won one, and he's been to five straight AFC championship games. We know he's ready. He's ready to play. Look, Super Bowl 57 will also mark the first time that a pair of brothers face off in the big game as Kansas City star tight end Travis Kelsey, who I talked about a little bit before will be on the opposite sideline of Philadelphia veteran center Jason Kelsey. And I don't know about y'all, but I love their podcast. And they had their dad on the other day, and they were talking to him and said, you know, Dad, you're like, you going to go home a loser. And he said something very poignant. He was like, you know what? Nah, one of y'all going to go home the loser. I'm not going to lose. I'm going to win. Both of my sons are in the, the Super Bowl. He said, I already fucking won. That's exactly what he said. And, uh, you know, I just love his interaction with his sons, and I love that they're they're being able to, you know, enjoy this moment. But like I said earlier, you know, once that ball is kicked off, you know, although they won't face each other, obviously, on the field, uh, both of them playing offense. But, you know, there's a little – I wonder what the little bet is on the side uh, that they had. I think that would be, that'd be fun to hear. Um, so, you know, of course, the brothers with these big personalities drew a lot of attention on Monday – uh, and also their mom even got in on the fun, bringing them both cookies on the stage at last night. But you know what's crazy? I'll talk about coaches. One of the big storylines actually going to this game is Nick Sirianni versus Andy Reid. They share a bit of history. Sirianni wasn't retained when Reid was hired as the chief coach in 2012. And Sirianni recently said the experience was a source of motivation during his career. Now he'll have the chance to face off against one of the greatest coaches of his generation and on the grandest stage. And here's what Nick Sirianni told NFL Radio regarding getting his team, the Eagles, to the Super Bowl and not taking anything for granted. We don't take any of them for granted. And uh, it is. It's, it's exactly what you just said. It's the week by week, right? And not looking too far ahead, just taking it one day at a time. Try to go 1-0 each each day so you can go 1-0 in the week. And, and that's been our, our mindset all year is just that one game at a time, one practice at a time, one walkthrough at a time, uh, one day at a time. We have five core values. Our first one's connecting. And how do you, you know, how important it is. What, what's so important about it is that when you're connected to somebody and I'm really connected, when you know the guy and when you're, you know, you just don't want to let your teammate down. And you go a little bit harder for the guy you're connected to than the guy you're not connected to. So we do a lot of things to, to and, and we talk a lot about, you know, the connection and, and how that happens. And but it doesn't happen unless you get the guys right. that we have on our, on our football team. You know, Andy Reid also was talking about the Eagles and he gave Nick Sirianni some credit for a heck of a good job coaching the last couple of years. He also gave credit to Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman as well. Check out what Andy Reid had to say. What a great job Howie Roseman's done uh, replenishing that uh, that place and uh, giving them the players that that they have to compete, uh, you know, for a Super Bowl championship so it's uh it's great and Jeffrey Lurie does a heck of a job and and so I mean Nick Sirianni has done a nice job there uh that's a tough place to coach at times so he's uh he's done a heck of a job in his couple years there 
Kansas City Chiefs have been here. And they've been in the, the AFC Championship game five years and the Super Bowl twice. Andy Reid going to pull out a trick play. We don't know when it is. We don't know if it's going to be that uh, Antoine Randall L touchdown pass. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Speaking of new teams, guess what? There's a hire. Steve Wilkes, your boy Steve Wilkes, was hired as a 49ers new defensive coordinator. Sources told ESPN's Adam Sheffer on Tuesday Wilkes replaces D'Amico Ryans, who, as you know, was hired last week as the Houston Texans' new head coach. Congratulations, Coach Ryan. Wilkes took over as the Panthers' uh, interim coach last season after Matt Rule led Carolina to a 6-6 six and six record. Now, Shanahan's insistence on keeping things the same stemmed from the Niners' defense that in two combined years under D'Amico ranked second in the NFL in points and yards per game allowed, and fourth in the ESPN's deficiency, defense efficiency and yards in play and fifth in defensive uh, EPAs. Now, in Wilkes, the Niners are getting someone with NFL experience as a head coach, defensive coordinator, and defensive backs coach. Last season, he was Carolina's defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach before being promoted to interim head coach upon Matt Rule's firing. Now, Pack, like Ryans and Robert Salah before him, Wilkes prefers a base 4-3 defense that likes to mix coverages and emphasizes generating pressure with front four now, while Wilkes did not get a head coaching job this offseason, he landed in a spot that has been a springboard to those positions. Both of the previous coaches to hold those uh, def defensive corner position under Shanahan, uh, Ryans and Salah have gone on to become head coaches. Now, Pac-Man, uh, what do you make of this? What do you make of Steve Wilkes being hired as the 49ers defensive coordinator? Um, One thing about Steve Wilkes, he knows what he's doing, and he's had, he got a lot of talent. Um, right. The back end, I would say you you could use another corner, but the front the front is good. The linebackers are good. They got Dan's one. I mean, let's say uh, dang, I can't think of the kid name. Fifty four, um, fifty four, fifty seven. Um, one of the best. Warner. Uh, I'm having yeah, Warner. Fred Warner um, by four. Fred Warner. I couldn't think right. his his name. I'm sorry. Fred Warner is by far one of the best in the league. All his plays that he made, they might not be the flashiest plays, but linebacker, 
he's probably number one linebacker in the NFL right now, arguably one or two. And then in the back end, they got a lot of young guys back there. So he got a lot of talent. I think I think he do pretty good. And we all know Shanahan is going to control the game with the offense. Right. Um, this year they came a little short. He went through, what, five quarterbacks and made it to the uh, NFC Championship? Right. Come on, man, that's all coaching. McCaffrey right. was over with. Nobody was even talking about him. One of the right. best trades ever. He came back like he hadn't even missed a beat. Um, Debo is Debo. Right. Uh, I had a chance to chill with him this week. He talking about, I said, man, you ain't nothing but a wide receiver. He said, man, I'm a football player. So, right. like, he got a lot of talent over there, and, and they got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So, I think I think he'll be all right. I love it. Well, look, I know that coming back in the E-Block pack, we got a special guest, right? So, we're going to push what we were talking about, what we were going to talk about then. We're going to push it right now. Let's talk about your boy, KD. So he's staying in Brooklyn yeah. for now. Uh, it was reported Tuesday that while Durant and the Nets are having ongoing discussions about the direction of the franchise, obviously uh, Kyrie being traded, the Nets have thus far told interested party they do not plan to move Durant before Thursday's trade deadline. Uh, Wojnowski said that in his NBA Today conversation with Malika Andrews using the words hard conversations and adding the situation is fluid, both of which suggest the Nets have some hard work ahead of them. He added that the Nets remain active in the trade market, talking to a lot of teams about adding pieces that could help satisfy KD. Now, Durant, of course, has three more years on his four-year $198 million deal after this one. So the Nets hold the critical cards um, in any talks. Now, hey, look, some more than one pundit has theorized that the lack of action uh, by the Nets may be teams waiting on Durant and the Nets to figure things out. Uh, Obviously, lack of action from other teams. Um, they're reluctant to uh, commit now only to find out the assets they sent out could have been better used on a Durant offer for other, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, Kyrie was traded to the um, to the Dallas Mavs. Now, he did not say who Durant was talking with, but Monday night, Jacques Vaughn said he has talked to Durant, but declined to say much about the conversation other than they involved the games at hand. Question pack. How do you think Kevin Durant feels about the state of the Nets right now, especially after Kyrie being traded? Fucking piss. Kyrie put this whole fucking team together. Mm. This was Kyrie's plan. Kyrie did all of this. Mm. It wasn't KD who said, all right, we're going to New York. No, this was Kyrie's plan. Right. Um, I love Kyrie as a person um, and as a player. But I don't know. I don't think KD is getting compensated enough if Kyrie is not there. Like mm. now, I gotta carry the whole show. Yeah, right. Um, and y'all hold the gavel, so we know I'm gonna be here this year. But next, at the end of the year, it, it, I get to do what I want to do. And it's not. Do you I, think he's gonna ask for a trade this summer? I don't know. I think they redo the contract and make stuff right and get who he wants, or right. he, he's out of there. Right. Like it wasn't like it was his plan. Like I'm quite sure he's trying to win the ring. He's trying to go and tra chase, you know, what the greats are chasing. Right. Um, you know, it's a great fit, though. Go he, didn't, State. he didn't get a lot of help, though. Golden in the, State in would this... be a great fit after this year to get you another ring. Right. Uh, that's that's just my opinion. I think right. that's that right now. I think that would be one of the best fits if if he wanted if to he do leaves. it. But we don't know. You know, if, know. They, if they think about it like um, – you know, Dallas, I mean, Dallas obviously got Kyrie for Spencer Dinwiddie. Do 
Dorian Finney-Smith and and two first round picks, but they and and many feel pack that it wasn't much of a trade. Um, obviously, Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, um, it is rumored that he would he was going to send Kyrie to anywhere except the Lakers. He did not want to send Kyrie to his the team that he wanted to go to. They were going to offer uh, a couple first round picks as well as as you know um, Russell Westbrook. We heard Austin Reeves was involved in the in the trade talks, but ultimately uh, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna send you to Dallas. You want to go to the Lakers? You want to wait and become a free agent next year, and then go to to the Lakers uh, after this year." But you know, Kyrie actually has felt disrespected in Brooklyn. They're saying Dallas Mavericks new point guard Kyrie Irving addressed the Mavericks media for the first time today, and he told reporters that he felt quote-unquote, really disrespected at times during his tenure with the Brooklyn Nets, who traded the eight-time All-Star to the Mavs uh, Monday. And here's what Kyrie had to say about that. As a player, it's very emotional because you build lifelong relationships and you want to hold on to them. And it's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. We all love each other in in unconditional ways when we want to see each other do well. So, um, you know, the reporting and and the journalism um, that was going to come out of why I left, I I knew that was going to be speculation. Um, you know, but for me personally, um, you know, just sitting in the seat today, I, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent, uh, I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So. Um, I just want to change that narrative and write my own story and just continue to prepare in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with the guys in Boston, just like I'm close to the guys in Cleveland. Um, you know, it is a team competitive sport, but we care about each other's families way more off the court. So um, I know those ex- the relationships will extend off. Um, I'm just focused on preparing to win. Pack, do you think Kyrie's right on how he feels about being disrespected in Brooklyn? Totally right. I agree with him a hundred a hundred thousand percent. Even KD came out early before we know Kyrie would be there and said that he wanted to be traded at one point. So yeah. obviously the treatment with the owners there up up there is, is not, you know what I mean, uh fair, I would say. Right. Um then you go back and say, Yeah, I'm gonna trade you anywhere but set the Lakers. Why? Because you think the Lakers will win the championship? Shit. Right. I think Dallas have a, a really good chance now. Absolutely. Him and Big Phil, huh? Absolutely. Him and Luca right. Doncic? Right. Absolutely. Come on, him and Luca? Right. Well, and you know what right. the thing is? The thing, Pac, is is the ownership showed their pettiness with the I'm not gonna trade you to, to where you want to go. And and if I'm deliberately gonna take less of a trade value to send you anywhere but the place you wanted to go, tells me that you don't care about me as a player. So if you don't care about me as a player on my way out, obviously, yeah, I felt disrespected while I was in. Now, Kyrie has done some things to help, you know, obviously. Um, he hasn't been a perfect yeah, teammate yeah. And, a, and a perfect human, but none of us are. But but I can understand where he comes from, and, and hopefully it works out in Dallas. Like you said, I do believe that Dallas becomes a, an instant contender. Um, wherever Kyrie was going, they become they would become a contender, just like the Nets were before he left. So we're going to see. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. 
Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.